Hey everyone, this is Mike from You'll Probably Agree. Today I have Don Shanahan on from Every Movie Has a Lesson, The Cinephile Hissy Fit, and 25 Years Later. Today we talk about The Suicide Squad. And I really emphasize the, because if it weren't for Zack Snyder's Justice League, this could have been called James Gunn's Suicide Squad, and I mean it in the best possible way. One of the funniest movies I've seen this year, and Don and I just talk about all of our favorite moments, characters, etc., and why this movie works and the other one didn't. So go check out that conversation. Also, now that things have been opening up, and you feel like going to a bar, go over to Galway Bay at 500 West Diversity Parkway in Chicago, Illinois. It is the best dive bar you'll ever go to. There's always interesting stories to tell from that place. Uh, but with that said, I'm going to start the episode, and I hope you enjoy it. And? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all going to die. I hope so. Hello, everybody, and welcome to You'll Probably Agree. Uh, we ran into some technical difficulties, but we, we got everything to work finally. Um, as always, I have Don Shanahan from Every Movie Has a Lesson, the cinephile Hissy Fit, the Chicago Indie Critics, basically everywhere. Uh, it feels like that, let yeah. me tell you. Did, did I add 25YL? I think so. And then, If not, there it is. So. Yeah, well, we're both on that now, I think. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's a great website for all your nostalgic stuff and newer stuff, and it's not just like clickbaity stuff. It's like actually gets no, in depth go deep. about I, movies. I love the way they do their work. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, that's that's what I like about it. I, I wrote a whole article about Raging Bull that's coming out that I poured a lot of a lot of heart into. I think I was like, I'm, I'm just gonna write a couple pages, and then I ended up writing like. 2,000, 3,000 words, something like that. Mm -hmm. That's so, always how it goes. <laughs> you just vomit all over the page and clean mm -hmm. up the mess. Anyways, but today we're talking about a very different movie. We're talking about Suicide Squad. I know. Uh, or, well, don't forget the the. The, the I was about to say, the Suicide Squad. As in, not the shitty one. Uh, <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I mean... I'd love to hear what you thought about it. Um, certainly, I could say I was in stitches a lot of times, especially with Polka Dot Man. Oh, yeah, I'm right there with you in terms of like the high level thoughts kind of thing. This was a massive improvement from the first one where just confused of what it wanted to be. Was it this dark and ominous CD thing or was it the humorous oddball situation that kind of is what Suicide Squad is when you throw all these personalities together into a mission or a movie or a story and i felt like the only person having fun last movie was harley quinn now you have everybody kind of in on the fun and it helps that you bring in the fun talent to do it i mean if this movie doesn't scream you know the the, the fingerprints and the smudges and all the the touches of james gunn i don't know what it is and talk about a perfect hire for a perfect kind of project he just really that's, I, I know Guardians of the Galaxy is the easy thing everyone's going to point to, like, oh, he knows how to do ensemble, you know, oddball, quirkball things. But that's kind of the point. Like, you hire the, the right person for the right kind of job for what they're good at. David Ayer, for the first movie, is really good at making CD crime stories. We've seen that in what he can do whether as a writer and as a director. So unless, CD, unless Suicide Squad was going to stay really dark, he's not a good fit. But once you get, if you need that to be a, a quirk fest, which it kind of is supposed to be, you kind of hire the wrong guy. David Ayer doesn't do quirks. 
James Gunn does and you have that kind of energy and that kind of vibe and it just serves the movies the movies you know just angle and purpose and intention to audience really well it seems like um Warner Brothers is kind of walking back on not giving their directors creative freedom because we know with uh, one thing I was worried about with Suicide Squad when they announced James Gunn and was like oh it's gonna be so good I'm going well last time they hired somebody from Marvel mm-hmm. to come over to DC you know we got Justice League with our Justice yeah. League you know so I'm just thinking well what if we get another situation like luckily James Gunn didn't have sort of like an ulterior motive where I think in a way uh uh, uh, Joss Whedon and might have been sabotaging that film, mm-hmm. putting in funny stuff where he knew he didn't need it to be funny. Like, you know, I mean, you go from The Flash saving the entire world after it's been destroyed to, you know, him saving like a little Romanian family with a car. You, you can't help but think, yeah, he had some, but here he had some something up his sleeve because he's like, no, I'm going to make Marvel or DC look bad so I can make Marvel look good. Here, James Gunn really does have that sort of element to his film where he knows look these are bad guys they do bad things we see grotesque violence this is an a, a, mm-hmm. a true example as to why you make your movie rated r and it makes a difference because you don't watch uh goodfellas without the language you don't watch saving private ryan without the bloodshed you right. know, it, it loses its impact. And here, you know, when when you have uh, John Cena, who's supposed to be the peacekeeper, going around killing random people with a hatchet like he's chopping up meat, it's mm-hmm. funny. It works. You're yeah. like, oh, these guys are assholes, but they're yeah, and he does it with a straight face, and and with of course his his frame and body and personality. It, yeah, it's it, it's 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 DC is the cool part is DC's call kind of always for i don't know how am i trying to say this dc's been loosey-goosey with character interpretation even under Zack snyder and stricter control but when you bring in james gunn and that cachet and that was a get for them because of you know whatever the fallout was with his twitter beef and all that stuff and all the controversies there i feel like you got james gunn coming over and saying you know what let me show off really good how what i can do because this, you know, as a, as a response to look what you're missing, Marvel. This is what you could totally get if you let me off my shackles. I, we never really hear a lot about Marvel's creative control because, you know, the products end up working out pretty good. Okay, the collaborative experience must be all right between filmmaker and producer. You know, I hear about all the volumes of notes Kevin Feige will give people, but he does it in a way of in a collaborative way, you know, it's not an overseer going, no, 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 make these changes, please, please, pretty please. Outside of like Edgar Wright leaving Ant-Man, we've never really seen Strife come out of there. And that's probably a good thing for Marvel because then it's, you know, that not good working relationships, you know, no bad headlines and all that. But then at the same time, this is James Gunn going, you know what, let me show off, let me show off my absolute full capability when I'm even not even under the Disney shackles and the content shackles. And, yeah to go full already, which is awesome. Yeah, that, that was the nice thing about, I'll say about DC um, versus Marvel. And I'm not trying to make it a Marvel versus DC thing, although I literally just said I Marvel versus DC. I, I did too, but, I did too. I mean, but but the, uh, the thing is, is that DC will give a director a final cut. 
which is yeah. why the Dark Knight is sort of the holy grail of comic book films with Logan mm -hmm. coming in second. You know, you let a director do what they want to do. You don't get in the way. And with Marvel, it's more like a committee, but I think when you walk into the project, they let you know up front, you do not get Final Cut. This is part of an overall story. We want to hear your mm -hmm. input. We want to hear your ideas. But, you know, we, we can't have you doing this, that, or the other. You know, we, yeah. we can't have like a... You couldn't do with Disney the Suicide Squad. You know, you can't have a guy right. being shot, you know, like some fat guy with his penis out being shot or something know, like that. Right? <laughs> and it's great. I mean, the, the, and I'm glad that we really got to see a director's vision. And I would like to see DC do more of this. Say... Forget Same the here. world building, forget connecting, just yeah. tell good Dude. stories. Yep, T yeah. tell a great standalone ass-kicking thing, you know? Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, and that was the thing. It, the, the story worked so... Like, there isn't much of a story. It's more about the jokes and the characters oh, it's totally. around. Because, like, we're not here to watch, like, a... 20 minute like the first film spent the entire first half pressing oh gosh, upon yeah. the importance of each villain or anti-hero mm -hmm. or whatever it, it doesn't matter this no. this movie doesn't care this movie's like uh this is polka dot man because all he does is throw polka dots and you know he gets made fun of by everybody this is rat lady who she did have a little bit of a backstory but just a little bit and it was kind of making fun of the fact that it was being sentimental at the same time and then mm -hmm. Idris Elba's character, uh, Bloodsport, he had a thing going on with his daughter, which I honestly didn't know what it was about Came or didn't care. Because right. like, they were just like yelling, fuck you, at each other. I'm like, okay, yeah. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> you know. But mm -hmm. then I'm like, wait, so what? Wh why Why is he? Because if he said he didn't want his daughter, why is he? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Just just make the jokes, blow the shit up. The, the one concern I have is with this movie okay. is it, it's a bit like Deadpool. When Deadpool 2 came out, Deadpool 2 was a very funny movie, but we know the formula. We know the jokes. So when you make a Suicide Squad 3, it's kind of like, all right, we've been here. You know, we know this yeah. is an obscure character. Like, I didn't know someone like Polka Dot Man even existed until mm -hmm. I wikipedia it. I'm like, oh, my God, he did. He, like, popped up in a Batman comic in, like, the 60s or something like that. And I'm wondering... Like how much they could, how many of these type of jokes they can make until everybody mm -hmm. just kind of goes, all right, wh what else you got? What else you got? And they're like, well, well that's kind of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think they paced it all right because they had a big enough ensemble. And like you said, they kind of cut to the chase and not a lot of, you know, not the, the, the shouting match between Idris Elba and Viola Davis is, you know, purely there to give Viola Davis and Idris Elba something really cool to do together as two, you know, probably the two best actors in this movie. Mm. But that, but you're right, that comes and goes and, and kind of doesn't serve its purpose any more than the shouting match at the prison visitation thing, where that's, if that's the only get to know you exposition you get and you just throw your, throw everything else on the island and go, that there's enough of an ensemble there that are quirky and interesting and played by fun people that you can learn about them along the way. And we do in little moments and little sides and almost little interludes that, that keep that whole thing moving. Like Harley Quinn's whole middle angle when she ends up with the little president guy and has that whole sweep of a, of a wonderful day and evenings thing. And then of course it all snowballs in a, in a bloody awesome way. Like it chose its moments to extend. It chose its moments to joke and it spaced them out enough. And I feel like the people who are delivering the jokes 
have different styles in which they do where it wasn't all repetitive. Like when you watch mm. Deadpool, it's just Ryan Reynolds a thousand miles an hour for two hours. Yeah. Here it's you know the the, the irascible old gruff Idris Elba it's straight you know, straight face John Cena mm-hmm. it's you know and Harley Quinn and, and Margot Robbie style and then you have your two little demure characters with Ratcatcher and Polka Dot Man Stallone just being the Groot of the show I know we're not trying to do the Marvel character comparison but let's be honest he just kind of oh I wrote that in my review he's DC's new Groot where like yeah. Vin Diesel just says I am Groot you know and, uh, and Sylvester then, Stallone just says hand yeah. or you know friend <laughs> And Joel Kinnaman is the last guy there kind of yeah. just stirring the drink where he can. There's enough variety where the jokes that are coming out aren't always the same jokes. There's always jokes coming, but they're not done the same way. And they're they're shaped in different styles and coming from different people. I think that helps a little bit. I think this movie properly, and this is a term I found out from a YouTube like, like video essay. Uh, it uses bathos. And bathos is sort okay. of like when you put in a joke in a scene where there shouldn't be a joke. For instance, <laughs> let's say right. someone's dying in the hospital bed and as they pass, so does their gas. You know, you <laughs> right, go, right. You know, and like The Last Jedi did that in a way that really upset audiences, especially mm-hmm. me. You know, I, I'm one of those guys who was like, that movie was Star Wars! Uh, right. But this movie does it properly where it knows it's funny and it's a joke and to let it go and because you could slap in that r rating because you could have you know john cena say something like you know it doesn't matter if what you're showing off is dope as fuck i know you know know. it's yeah it's great you know there's so many like funny moments that i don't want to give away no, no, uh, but the, I mean, I do, I do want to say I was laughing my ass off when Ninja oh, Shelba yeah. turns to uh, 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 Polka Dot Man and he says, "It's your mother!" <laughs> I just kept saying that to <laughs> myself know. again and, and again then, last night. Our big alien—I don't know if that's foiled or not by trailers and stuff. Our big alien turns into his mother, busting up this little, you know, Latin city. It's <laughs> yeah, just the little the the, sh- the. I think that's the other thing is that not only is it different actors and different styles of comedy and people and performances come together, it's. Again, we'll go back to James Gunn. It's the showmanship. Mm. It's the, it's, I'm going to drop this sly little joke, sometimes loud, sometimes soft, but it's always going to be cool. Or like the movie says, dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. And it backs it up. And it's rare that we get a lot of that to show up. And I'm happy to see that. I think the other piece that kind of comes to mind is like, and you kind of said this is the jokes and the stuff that gets delivered kind of matches the tone of the movie. It's not just, thrown in for the sake of swerving and breaking something else up that's meant to be uh more heroic or more serious it's just all shenanigans whereas the first suicide squad is because it's david Ayer, is trying to be this deadly serious twisted little thing especially when you throw jared Leto's joker in there so <laughs> yeah. for this movie to not have that kind of you know sinister edge it's pure cartoonishness it, again, it just it just fits, and it, nothing is mismatched, and it, it just shapes itself all right. Yeah, and it's kind of had like a smaller budget feel to it, although it was big yeah, budget. Definitely. I don't know what, what I think it was because like the first I the first half of the movie, I just kept thinking about Tropic Thunder, you know, because sure. they're like in the middle of a jungle and everybody's just kind of breaking the fourth wall, and I'm just going, yeah, this has like a Ben Stiller energy to it, but yeah, you know, it's. Are, it, it's just fun. I, mm-hmm. It was probably the the most fun I had like in a movie in a while, just because like everyone yeah. was in on the joke, and you know it was great to see it with a full audience of people. 
my ears were ringing after the after the movie because the, the 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 sound in that AMC is so loud it just kicks off my tinnitus like crazy. Oh man! <laughs> no, that, and that's the cool thing. It, the other thing that it backs up is the action quotient. Like, it's not all humor for the sake of just standing around and dicking around in humor. Yeah, you still got a really good little action movie that keeps on moving and has really well scripted battles and stunt coordination, which it just again really pops and shows off what this movie can do when 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 you can when you properly can mix a little bit of initiative of story with yucking it up. Now, did you have a favorite character in the movie? I, you know. I'm I'm an old school '80s wrestling kid where I'm more of a Macho Man, Randy yeah. Savage, and, and Hulk Hogan guy, and I'm I, I'm not a current wrestling fan. I keep an eye on it just to keep an eye on it, but I get a kick out of John Cena. Oh yeah, because he <laughs> in I mean because in real life, in, in real life, so to speak, and even out of character from the t- from the show, you know, the wrestling show, he's a consummate good guy. Like yeah, I don't know if you've seen the stats. Like he's granted more Make a Wish Foundation wishes than anybody in the company's history. It's like six hundred fifty wishes. Think, it's like yeah, it's obscene. It's like yeah. two a week for fifteen years. It's nuts. And so he's a super duper good getter, or uh, you know, um, you know, Boy Scout kind of guy. Yeah, he doesn't follow so, the uh, politics of uh, Vince, who runs the place. No, <laughs> not at all. You know, and. And some of that comes from the character he plays in the wrestling thing where, yeah. you know, he, he is an outspoken, you know, good guy. But every now and then in something like Trainwreck or something like this, he shows that little wink and a smile of like, you know what? I'm a dirty motherfucker, too. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm ripped. I know I look good. My, my penis bulge looks good. I'm going to show it off because I can't. And if I needed to, I could beat your ass, you know? Because that whole scene where he's showing up in the tidy whities I'm laughing my ass off. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, I, yeah, and then, yeah, and his, his ball-busting foil dynamic with Idris Elba, you know, where he just def- tries to diffuse and one-up and ship of all the things he does. And, and that same thing with that robotic straight face that Cena sometimes can do. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I dug John Cena. Yeah, and it's amazing how they used all that budget and you still couldn't see him. All right, I should have right. dropped that one. Who's your, now, who's your favorite character? Who'd you dig on? Oh, I did Polka Dot Man, just because, yeah, like, yeah. he's so, like, obscure and stupid. Like, the moment you see him, they're like, Polka Dot Man, you're a fucking pussy! And he's just, yeah, like, yeah. crying. But then you're, <laughs> he, and he's just, like, full on Norman Bates. They even call him Norman Bates at one point in the movie. Mm-hmm. And like he actually has his, I I, I was kind of disappointed. Oh wait, I can't give that away. But um, uh, we could say he gets a very good. He probably gets the best emotional arc in the movie, if we can say it like that. In some Maybe ways, he does, because like he yeah. wants to prove that he's worth something, mm-hmm. and he does. He proves that he's a superhero. And uh, I mean, him and I thought I was glad that Idris was the protagonist, and they're not like, oh, let's do another Harley Quinn thing. It's like. We've done yeah. Harley Quinn. We've done her story. Let's talk about this yeah. other guy. And she still I mean, gets plenty. For yeah. Sure. And the greatest thing is there, there, there is sort of a level of stakes in this film. You wouldn't Definitely. think because these and, guys are count, which yeah. is awesome too. They're not beloved characters. They could die at any moment. Like at the beginning of the film, they you know set in an A team and things don't go so well for them. Uh, especially no the squirrel right. yeah they got the squirrel or what oh, yeah. what the hell was that thing <laughs> oh, it was um no, it's not the squirrel it's like the not a rat the weasel the yeah. weasel that's what it was 
And then uh, they had uh, Doctor Who. I can't remember the name of the actor who actually was kind of playing this mind control oh, the bad thinker, guy. This, uh, Peter Capaldi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just thought that was kind of like a nice little play on things. Like, oh, he's kind of doing an alien thing, and he's like an alien on that show. And for my limited knowledge of Doctor Who, it's something I don't, that... I don't watch it either. I just know he's good. I've seen him in other movies where he's a sharp, acid-tongued kind of, you know, political. He's always like a jerk and a cad in, in the British word. So yeah. he's always a fun character because he's same thing can kind of wrinkle those eyebrows and make it funny. So. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the nice thing is also like structurally, it does like a nice sort of job throwing you off because after a while I'm like, wait, isn't Harley Quinn supposed to be in this movie? And then when mm -hmm. they finally get back to her scene, she, she just has the, I mean, the, the shot from the trailer, it's even the thumbnail in the trailer where you see like all the flowers yeah. popping up behind her. Like, I've never really seen Harley Quinn have like a legitimately badass moment in any of these films. I know, and but like you got one here, mm -hmm. you say, right? Everyone got their moment. Uh, Ratcatcher had her moment. Uh, Ratcatcher played by, if I'm going correctly, well, uh, Daniela Melquar. Melquar. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Uh, but, 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 yeah, I'm trying to find her name on IMDb here, but she, she was sure. she was great. She was sort of she did a nice job. She actually reminded me. I remember this girl when I was in middle school, and she actually loved rats. She brought in a pet rat and stuff like that. Okay. And it's weird. I was never like grossed out by rats or anything. I lived true Chicagoan. Look at you, tough guy. Yeah. Well, it's like this is before I was like lived in Chicago, but like, okay. uh, oh yeah, Taikiti Watiti was in this, wasn't he? He played uh, the rat catcher's dad. Oh yeah. my god, I forgot that. So he's been in two movies in a row. I saw because I saw Freeman the day afterwards. I know. <laughs> and uh, his role in Freeman wasn't as good. They let him like way off the cuff with the improv stuff. And I was getting worried right, about right. that when they were saying in the in the in the uh, behind the scenes, it's like we would just let him go off with the scene. I'm like, yeah, hmm, I've heard that a lot when Ghostbusters came out. Like we just let him have fun. Like yeah, I know how that turns out. Um, I know. Uh, but like, I, mean, I still have fun with him in Free Guy, but it, it can be a little much. I know what you mean. Yeah, like when he goes, "What you talking about, Willis?" I'm like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" They left that yeah, in the picture. Uh, <laughs> There's you got to rein a little bit of that in. I'm with you there. Yeah, but I, but I did like how like in the beginning you already have like one group and slight spoiler, but not really a spoiler. You have one group people come in, they get blown to bits, and mm -hmm. then the other group comes in. You're like. Who's gonna die? Uh, uh -huh. oh God, I I think King Shark would come close. I thought he was gonna die for sure at one point oh, yeah. in the movie, but I'm glad to see he's alive for another film. Those checks, will, those will be the easiest money Stallone's ever made. Oh, I know, he's doing great. Uh, yeah, I, he was a perfect. I, I'm glad he kind of is a good sport where he's like, yeah, I'll play a dumb guy. I get it. <laughs> holy shit, D. Bradley Baker was in this. If anyone, yeah, yeah holy shit, the clones. If anyone doesn't know, he voices all the clones. My God, that's amazing. I, I know that. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's... A, no, he, I, there's um, there's like nice little subtle... And Nathan Fillion, you know, the James Gunn connections are strong. Michael Rooker, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, there's and, something for all the... There's the name drop stuff that people can search and find in there. And Pete Davidson. If anyone's a Pete uh, Davidson hater, yeah, yeah. you'll love this movie. <laughs> I know. I'm a Pete Davidson hater, so I was like, yes, well done. Yeah, it's funny. I'm mixed about him. 
you know? Like, for one thing, if you have, like, I get why he went off on that col- on the college kids about being woke and stuff like that. I agreed. But Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, dude, they paid money for your show. What are you doing? I know. Like, I, as a guy who works in the stand-up comedy world, that's, like, the dumbest rookie move you can do, which is, like, to snap back at the audience. You know, the only person who can do that is Bill Burr. You know? I agree. Yeah. I mean, the the structure worked, the story worked, the the, the jokes worked. Yeah. Uh, Question I'm, for you. Yeah. Uh, in terms of structure and, and the kind of the pace of things, does it wear out its welcome? Does it go on too long? Yeah, it, some this, jokes the movie do. Is flirting with not the jokes. I mean, like yeah. just even the the chase of everything. You know, because it's no. I, I felt like it ticked along great. Like I, think I, it ticked, I was gonna say the same thing. Like I was worried. Like if this thing goes over two hours and becomes something that's like, you know, two hours and 20 minutes, then I'm like, okay, how much time are we really going to spend at this beach or how much yeah. time are we going to spend in this camp? How many layers and levels of this Jotunheim tower are we really going to ascend? Like the video can get, the video game aspect of it, of keep moving, keep moving, keep moving can get a little long. Cause this movie is two hours and 12 minutes where I'm like, Ooh, that, that was like, all right, what, what are they over squeezing? Mm. And I thought it was all right too. Like I, I, there's places I think I would trim, if I'm trimming, it's it's probably the beginning. I don't need the the tech guys doing their little place the best thing. I don't need mm. Selva and Viola Davis arguing. I don't need the daughter angle. You can throw us on the beach and just say let's go. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, you maybe there's 12 minutes there, but I don't know. You didn't really need an emotional arc with the daughter, but I get why you put it in. You need a reason yeah, for the character be, to do the know, thing. Yeah, <laughs> you got to convince Idrisalva to be here other than just shouting orders and looking cool. So yeah. Yeah. And yeah, if you're gonna have Elba and Davis in the same movie and not square them off, you're you're wasting a little bit of opportunity too. And same thing, you need Violet give Violet Davis something to do. So. It'd be cool if they had like because uh, interest. I think he he actually uh, does music, um, so it would be probably yeah. No, he like talked about it on Hot Ones, so it's like it would be okay. just amazing if he and oh they shot that on red. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I could yeah, tell. Yeah. By, I could tell by the image just from like using those cameras. They had that very milky sort of image to them. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I think there's definitely because it's made by a company of guys who created uh, uh, like computers and stuff like that. Where if you get like an Arri Alexa, that's made by a cinematography company. But I did like having said that, I did like the uh, camera work in the movie. There was a lot of fun sort of I, they did desaturate a bit like a Zack Snyder film but it worked because they're like in the middle of a debris filled war zone I mm-hmm. liked how the camera spun around when Harley Quinn's doing the usual dual gun like shoot em up yeah. slow motion sequence um, there was definitely it felt like they were having fun with the film and nobody was tapping on, on the back saying well, uh, put this here put that there is that in the, in the story yet and I think that freedom really kind of echoed on screen. And it's a movie that, like, even if you don't get, if you're kind of scared to see it in the theater, I think you can see it on HBO Max for free. And it's definitely something I would, I would love to watch this, actually, with a bunch of friends of mine this weekend. Uh, just for some good laughs and just to see the reactions to each moment. Like, I think this movie will definitely be one where you see, like, YouTube clips pop up a bunch of times like oh shit remember this scene remember this scene here's the dopest fuck scene i love this and with all those sort of moments i'm wondering if a sequel could top it i'm not sure i don't think it would but uh i guess my one real criticism of the movie is just the title 
Oh, with the yeah, I think they're trying to be all like you know the Juilliard school and the Ohio State. Like that's a nice <laughs> rub in of like, hey, hey, that last thing you saw five years ago, that's not Suicide Squad. Is this is Suicide Squad? Yeah, yeah and yeah. honestly, in a what up and ship level, this yeah, this is the one. It it does it a lot better than the other one. So yeah, yeah, I I I get it. Now I, I'm surprised that that Warner Brothers would let themselves look one up. You know. <laughs> So I, I again, I guess that a little bit is a little bit of, yeah. I, I see your surprise there. What were you thinking with it? Well, I'm glad. I one thing I was kind of thinking in the back of my head when I was watching it was like, man, they could have called this James Gunn's Suicide Squad. You know, yeah. they could have been but like they throw yeah with Zack Snyder's Justice League's. You're going there, right? <laughs> I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. Do they really want to be that kind of like we like our directors now? Because I think with the first Suicide Squad, didn't they have a lot of creative disagreements with David Ayer so. or something yeah, like that? Yeah, because he's been he's been bitching about his own cut that is all dark, no clowning. You know, it's mm. supposed to be the edgy thing he dreamt and conceived that was you know cut to ribbons and softened a thousand ways from sideways. <laughs> yeah, I mean that you it's not released as the Snyder cut, but you gotta you gotta release the Ayer cut crowd out there. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'm wondering how I'd that see would it. turn out. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't think you're going to get the, just, I, 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 Warner Brothers, unlike Justice League, where they were pumping HBO Max subscriptions and things like that, there's not a financial gain other than physical media to be had by putting that on anytime soon. Unless this becomes this super big hit and there, people are like, well, how, was the first one really that bad? Can we see it? And, <laughs> That'd be the only thing I can see coming out of that. Yeah, and somehow make it connect to the second one. I don't know. Right. Uh, but, e- I mean, either way, I, I'm just not, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think... I, uh, I don't it's, need it. Yeah. yeah, I think the Snyder Cut, that one, I mean, the circumstances behind that were so personal. True. That it, it, it was like, well, you know, if, if that happened to me, such a family tragedy... Uh, yeah, I, I felt legitimately happy for Zack Snyder. I'm like, you know, that's good for him. I'm happy for his family, mm-hmm. you know. But David Ayer, it's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, he, Zack Snyder, for as dumb as, like, Batman versus Superman is and for all the problems with Man of Steel, like, the guy legitimately loves his character and loves his stories. Uh, even yeah, if I, I agree. don't agree with his, like, kind of edgy, angsty, teenage boyish sort of decisions, but I would expect from an a- amateur bodybuilder, you know? <laughs> I mean, if right, I right. was in high school, I probably would have made the same kind of movie, like, no, I'm gonna make it, like, serious, tough, and bleh. But and with that said, I just, yeah, I don't think I'd care to see an air cut. I don't think we need to see a director's cut for every single movie. No, I um, agree. Just. And you said this on, on your social media posts. We've said it together in different places, like on Ian Simmons' Kick in the Seat show. Just grant a little more collaboration and creativity of your directors, and you won't have to do these fiascos. Just let them have their way. You hired them for a reason. Let it happen. Yeah. Collaborate. Just just, just talk enough that you can find some middle ground, and but let your artist be artist. And you do that, and you don't have to. You don't have to bitch and moan and chase. So yeah, well, Hollywood isn't quite. You know, they they want stuff exactly their way. But yeah, when they do, let the. But look at how well it turned out with Christopher Nolan. You know, that was something True. where I think the studio came in with Batman. And they said, okay, make it light, make it funny, and then they did. Mm-hmm. Which I actually uh, talked to uh, 
to Mark the Movie Man about uh, Batman Forever, <laughs> and we were both saying how uh, we... We didn't like Batman Forever as much as Batman and Robin because Batman Forever tried to be dark and stupid at the same time, and Batman and Robin is just like, ah, no, we're, we're just gonna be dumb, and mm-hmm. it had fun because of that. Did I like the movie? No, but at least it knew yeah. what it was. You know, this one knows what it is. The first movie seemed confused. It's like it wants to be dark and edgy and disturbing. Like, okay, but I don't necessarily feel disturbed with this film but i want to see mm-hmm. what he did with it but i don't think it's gonna be anything that's gonna make me blow blow me away and go oh yeah that's so much different like i don't know but right. that movie was just such a uh, i like had a headache watching that film because it was cutting to so much so rapidly like even oliver stone would watch that like mid 90s like while he's in the middle of a coke binge and he'd be like all right mm-hmm. cut it out stop cutting to shit right <laughs> do you think now I know we're staying spoiler free, so you know, yeah. not much, all that more to talk about. So I kind of prognosticate for the future, getting close to the end here. Um, do you think it's going to have a pretty good little weekend here? Oh, I Box think it'll do great. I, I think, think it'll do great because, well. like, the audience I saw it with, like, there was a lot of people there, and they were like really excited to see it. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a couple notable YouTubers that I really liked there, but uh, oh, I didn't want to. I said hi to them before. I didn't want to, you know, be weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But do do you think it will get enough to have a third one keep this little train going? Oh, of course. The first one I made enough so money, so the second one right. will. Um, I think so too. Which characters do you think would pop up in the in a third movie if they were to have one? You know, it'd be funny if they have Robin there and they just kill him. Oh, I know. <laughs> As a awesome. joke. I, I think that's your challenging thing because you know DC is gonna in Warner Brothers I should say is still gonna especially when they're flush with cash and a big success you know they're gonna try to stuff a little more sugar into the bag so yeah you know in this movie you have a, a an, an alien villain that you know doesn't have to walk doesn't it well it walks but it doesn't have to talk doesn't have to have plot it just kind of it's just a giant starfish it's, or... yeah, it's big star oh, I, I didn't want to spoil it in case we were wrong. oh no they say it in the trailers oh good well yeah, yeah. When you have Starro, which is a fascinating villain because of the the physical imposing thing that it can be, and this was a really cool way of doing Starro. But um, next time I feel like they're gonna they can't just have a big behemoth thing. You're probably gonna have to bring back bring in or bring back some kind of heavy to have a heavy versus heavy fight. Mm. So that my big question mark is if you go forward and you're flush with cash and this is a big success, are you bringing back Jared Leto's Joker or are you bringing in are, are these guys, are these ragtag guys that you assemble going to fight one of your established heroes? Is, you know, is Zachary Levi Shazam showing up? Is Dwayne <laughs> Johnson showing up playing Black Adam? Uh, or I feel like John Cena is coming back because I hear they're going to have this Peacemaker TV show that kind of is a bit of a bridge between other things. Mm. Do you bring Will Smith back? I, now that this is successful and you can make him happy, I see more question marks than sure things. I think yeah. the sure thing is the sequel's coming. What you put there, I'm always, as usual, scared they're going to overdo it. Yeah, I like this because this movie's less than more. Like like I was yeah, saying yeah, yeah. earlier, it felt sort of smaller budget because it just kind of took place in a couple locations. You had the jungle and then the sort of like military facility mm-hmm. that they had to break into with the giant starfish, which I don't know if the butthole starfish thing is a real thing or not. <laughs> right. But I, I'm like, I need to see if that's a real thing. I could kind of see that being, I could kind of see how that would be. Yeah, I could see how a butthole looks like a starfish. 
That's now true. I think about it. But dig deep and you know it. I don't want to be Star Wars. Speaking of digging deep, you know it's true. You know, bend over, show me your dark side. All right, there it is. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a show that takes place in a bar, apparently. But well, if the Wi-Fi was better in the bar, I'd use. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry about again. Oh no, no, no. I'm not in the bar this time. But yeah, but um. Oh, yeah, we had that old picture of me that's like 60 pounds ago up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, we gotta, but, we gotta yeah, clean I, that up a little bit, get, get some polish going here. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I don't even need to use like, I don't even need to use Photoshop to look like better now. I, I know. But the, the, uh, but yeah, I, I'm questions for the see. I hope they don't try to overstuff it. I hope this like Warner Brothers doesn't walk in and be like, "Hey, bring this back, bring that back," so then we mm-hmm. can tie it to the first one. It's like, no, I no, know. fuck that. Just make another movie. Like, yeah. don't even bring, bring more weird people. Yeah, have an anchor or two that follows along, but have fun. Yeah. Dig, dig deep again. Find another polka dot man. There is, yeah, there is a post-credit scene that does kind yeah. of set up a sequel. Which I'm cool if they go in that direction. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I like that character. That's cool. We'll see where it goes. It would be great if you see something like a WWE match between Dwayne Johnson and I know, and, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And so that that's the fun part because you have other villains, you have other big personalities. Would they fit in a movie like this for 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 what it looks like so far? I know they haven't had trailers and all that, but I assume Dwayne Johnson playing a big heavy villain is playing a big heavy villain not a silly villain that villain's meant to be an ass kicker not meant to be a jokester even though we know Dwayne Johnson can joke so I he'll be I don't think he'll fit a a third movie like this despite how cool it would be to have Cena and Johnson in a movie yeah I I wonder if uh was he the one causing trouble on Fast and Furious, or was it Vin wow, Diesel? See, that's the point of contention. Is it Vin? Yeah. You know, being territorial. Is it Dwayne taking it too far? Obviously, they're not staying together, and Dwayne's not going back. But good yeah. question there. Hmm. Uh, I know Vin's from right. uh, the Chicago, because like uh, as a guy who like crewed on stuff for a while, like on the Chicago Cruise page, like someone who worked on the Fast and yeah. Furious film said, "I'll just put it this way: between Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Vin and Vin Diesel." One guy showed up to set on time. The other guy didn't. Like, I hear it's something as simple as that, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's usually... I mean, that, that sucks if you do that. If you're the main talent, everyone's waiting mm-hmm. around for hours. I know Tommy Wiseau yeah. did that on The Room. Like, he'd show up at, like, noon or... No, not noon. Right. Like, at 5 p.m. And then they'd be like, what the hell? Like, we've been here on set all day. He's like, he's fine. Saw the movie. You know, but... Yeah. My guess is it's decent more than Johnson. Yeah, that's what but I'm I, guessing because it seems like Johnson has a strong work ethic, oh, and Vin Diesel, I'm not, I'm not doubting his work ethic, but yeah. it seems like he likes to party a lot, you I know. Agree. So he'd probably just show up like hungover, like do the scene. People are like, Jesus Christ, man, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why the Groot thing worked out so well. He's oh, like, he just shows up, drops his voice three times, and they do. Loop and dub it where they need to. That's the best job in the world is to be a voice no. actor. It's best. I want that job. <laughs> I'm going to go for that now. Cool. Right, go for so it. what's next, man? What, what uh, but, you free guy you saw? What else is Oh, yeah. So uh, I guess we could include this if you'd like. Uh, oh, I, I can't. I can't yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. One movie here. But yeah, we'll just stick to Suicide Squad for now. But yeah, Suicide Squad, I gave it like three and a half out of four Guinnesses. Uh, I was a four out of five guy. I'm right there with you. Okay. Yeah. But very above average. Left my ass off. Yeah, it was great. I, I just think maybe 
like maybe some I didn't get the whole daughter father relationship yeah, thing and like, it was kind of an excuse to keep the story going so I didn't really care about that and but outside of that like it I was surprised like the like when the movie ended I'm like wait that wow was that two and a half was that two hours and ten minutes mm-hmm. whoa that it went fast I was happy to see that too yeah <laughs> it, it went so fast and it was so much fun um, I don't really have anything left of relevance to say about it other than... No, me too. Yeah. Good, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoy it. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Don, for coming on and dealing with the technical difficulties. Hey, Remember... mine too. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the Metal Shop editing. Uh, it'll take two seconds. We'll see. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, everyone, check out John... Don... John Shanahan? Is there a John... Uh, check out John... Don... I could be John. Holy shit, it is? It is. Ah! <laughs> That's hilarious. I guess it's right. But check out Don Shanahan at Every Movie Has a Lesson at Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast. Available on, I'm guessing, what, iTunes, Spotify? iTunes, what? Spotify, the works, the use. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Now I got to set up a Spotify for myself. <laughs> yeah, I got Lots of content. Lots of, oh, lots of. Uh, the Star Wars stuff I've been doing every week, I gotta mm-hmm. turn that into podcast form, which will be easy. And um, yeah, also you can check them out anywhere. What's the other one I got? Oh, 25yearslater.com, 25YL. And you can check me out on 25YL uh, as well. Uh, you can read my super depressing uh, article about Raging Bull and toxic masculinity. Uh, when it comes to it. To, that's gonna be great. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I broke it down almost scene by scene and I had to stop, sure. but I still almost like, ooh, because I, I love that movie so much. I know, I, I know your passion for that one, so that's gonna be a good read. I just, yeah, looking forward to it. yeah. Well, they didn't give me notes back, so I guess that's a good sign. That's yeah. a good sign, yeah, <laughs> but. Thanks a lot for coming on. Uh, the Suicide Squad, you can check it out in theaters or on HBO Max. I gotta say, a lot of people are giving HBO shit about the HBO Max thing, but it's kind of might be the future. They might be onto something. I so, think you're right. Yeah, we'll see. You'll probably agree that we like this film. And if you don't agree, tell us why respectfully outside of calling me names. But if you want to call me names, I don't care. Go ahead. Do it. You can't hurt me. Except when I'm like eating ice cream at night, crying. I said I looked like George Lucas' son. All right. <laughs> that was back when I was fat. All right. But, John, thanks so much for coming on. And we will see you later, guys. Go to, tw- right, oh, go to ypareviews.com. Subscribe to YPA Reviews. The YPA stands for You'll Probably Agree. And hopefully, you'll probably agree with us. I love the rain. It's like angels are splooching all over us.